Hey everyone, we just wanted to let you know that today's episode carries a trigger warning because we talk quite a lot about domestic violence and stalking. So keep that in mind. Thanks. You know, like I can't I can't form a real sentence or a real thought about that because it makes my brain explode. Like, all we have to do is believe what women say, but... But also, look at history and statistics. I don't understand these people that were letting him out and not, like... Even the idea of him... The possibility of him getting out now, how is that okay? Mm-hmm. Like, history yeah, shows... Know, like the, clock, the clock is ticking, you know... He was sentenced to 13 to 35 years, but we're, the clock started ticking down. We're at, we're at less than 10 now, you know, like, and it's, it's going by so fast. Um, and, and if, and I always say this, it truly wasn't the legal system. It wasn't the police. It wasn't the judicial system who got me these extra 10, 13 years. It was those inmates they kept coming forward, coming forward, coming forward, trying to help me though. They are who bought me this extra time because if not for them, even though they weren't believed (laughs) and he's not being charged with it, Mm -hmm. you could show through police reports that it was real. Absolutely. That's yeah. I have the documentation. That is such bullshit. I know it's crazy. And, you know, and I always tell victims and, and, and I began to keep a notebook with me, even during the stalking of date time, what happened? Were there any witnesses, any pictures in every event, date, time, what happened? Witnesses, pictures, because that ultimately is how I convinced the attorney general's office to take my case because I had all of that. And it was kind of like undeniable. They were like, you doing this and you keeping this information and this journal is so helpful in terms of events and the stalking because you don't, when you're facing trauma, like you're not going to remember the next day. Oh God, no. I can't even remember what I did today. Yeah. You, it's impossible. But if you're on the stand and you're being grilled, it, it makes you seem not believable. Right. You don't remember details, right? So me being able to reference those notes that I had taken all those years ago. Oh, so they were like, Hey, since you took notes, I guess we can believe you now. No. Yeah. It, yeah, it absolutely made it. And there are even apps now, which I think are, it's amazing. And I wish I would have had it now. There are even apps now where you can voice report. Oh Yeah apps save it for you i was actually just thinking like as sad and horrible as this sounds like it's <laughs> i'm just those two, i'm just getting more whining guys. those two sentences actually oh, went all together um i know but <laughs> like and they said even better this is gonna sound really weird and i apologize for how flippant it sounds but it's got to be a little harder to stalk these days because people can video it they can record it on their phone like there's there it has to be easier to get that proof that apparently people need, you know, you would think. But I will tell you, um, there were even incidents when I had actual 
phone messages of him saying, I'm going to come into your home and slit your throat and you're not going to know I'm in your home. And all the police officer did was document. No. Right, 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 there were no new charges. Are you, did you, I mean, like, uh, it, did you save them? But also you shouldn't have to fucking save them because they should mm-hmm. believe you when they hear it. But also, yeah. oh, with, that makes me that so is mad. Not, like, that is not something that my husband says to me. That is not something that a normal brain says to anyone. To, okay, mm-hmm. brains don't talk, but you know what I mean? Right. Like that <laughs> is know. not that is not a normal sentence for somebody that is rational and is thinking in a sane way to say. Why aren't people listening? Listen, if they're not going to believe what you say, which is bullshit. Right. Why aren't they listening to what the abuser is saying? Like literally, they're gonna follow through. How are people like? How is how do people not listen to history? People, you know, a lot of uh, you'll hear crime of passion. Um, Oh, he's just upset. He's just angry. Oh, did you burn his dinner? Oh, did you like? (laughs) Come on, get out. And and this was even. You know, after I had left and um, there was still, there's still excuse making and there's always victim blaming. There's always victim blaming. Um, I, over New Year's Eve, um, one of my friends was actually dating a police officer in my county. And he made the statement to me or out loud that 90% of domestic violence victims are making up. 90 percent he did oh i hate people i hate people he did and i about lost my mind my friends were always like talk me down off the edge right like sir (laughs) i am gonna slap your face i'm like but i'm like how are you like do you but again they get 30 minutes of training a year on domestic violence that's all they get and it's a video that they watch so, and I'm hopeful again that this this new training, this new lethality assessment, will give them some insight um, and new information to to work with um, when they're assessing these things. And that just, but if you're walking in with the attitude that 90 percent that this victim is only 10 percent likely that they're being honest, no, no, you're not going to believe them. No, you're walking in already with that attitude and that preconceived notion that this person's lying. Well, I hope. For starters, they're taught actual statistics. Right. Mm-hmm. Not made up statistics <sighs> that make no sense. Yeah. Ugh. But it, 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 it's a vicious cycle because, again, like I said, you know, when victims know their abuser is going to be let out the next day, oftentimes they will retract their statements because it's safer for them. Yeah. It's safer for them to not get abused again if they retract their and statements. No, that person's going to be home within 24 hours is going to be let out and is not going to be facing any real punishment. And that's just the reality of our system right now. Gosh, it needs, that needs to change. Overthrow everything. (laughs) I'm ready. You know, it it is. And, you know, with, with elections coming up, I think it's really important to look at people's stances on all of these issues. Right. Um, You can't just look at one issue, which, Unfortunately, yep. a lot of people do. Yep. And not just what they say, but what are they actually doing? Like, what's their real life experience? What, you know, 
Exactly. Because it's hmm. so easy to say something, but what have you actually done? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many words. <laughs> I have so many words about that. Yeah. They're all bad words, but it's fine. I, mm. Yeah. It's, it is very frustrating. I really very wish that they would just like scrap a huge portion of our justice system. I mean, can we start over? Can we just, just turn it all right. off and then turn it back on and see if it starts better? Because it is just, it's really, really set up in a way that hurts so many people. It is. <sighs> and, and, you know, right now, if it's a, a bill that like in terms of like bills and changing law and legislation, if it's a bill that is only has partisan support mm-hmm. from one, the likelihood of it getting passed is zero, at least in our state. I think um, that's probably in most states automatically going to, going to vote it down and yes. vote it out. Well, that's another thing. Like the political system grosses me out too, because it's like, you know, each side tries to throw in things that, and then really important things don't get passed. And uh, because of something else that has nothing to do with it, uh, it's just, there are just so many things. It's so frustrating. frustrating. You're like an incredibly delightful person for everything that has happened to you. I feel like, Carly and I are over here like screaming and you're just like, I know guys. (laughs) You're like, just calm down a little. And we're like, you know what? Let's burn it all to the ground. Yeah. Like fuck this shit. Let's just like, let's start a riot. I'd rather just start a riot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I will be honest, like trying to deal with the legislation I learned the, how frustrating it was. Um, and the address confidentiality bill, that um, kind of came out of my case because we realized that uh, as I was looking to relocate, that there is, we are like 37 states have have address confidentiality programs, including yours. Yay. We do not. Oh. And so we um, brought a bill forward and it actually had um, bipartisan support to uh, add an address confidentiality program to help protect victims in the state of Michigan. And it sat on desks for so long that we had to rewrite it and have new representatives bring it forward this year. So what exactly uh, would that entail? So we're, then? Yeah, we're, we're really close to getting it passed. But what I learned um, through that work and other work that I was trying to do with the political system that is so frustrating, I needed to do my own thing, which is why I started the nonprofit. Like I felt like I don't have I don't have control over what these politicians feel right. is important because during that time that our bill sat on someone's desk, I think we had five or six animal cruelty bills passed last that same year that went right through. Yeah, and we're all passed, even including livestock. So I'm like, which is great for the cows and the pigs <laughs> and the horses and the donkeys. And the chicken is great, but what about us? Right. Why aren't women important? And I mean, like, but did you give them enough money? Because, you know, you have to give them money to make them vote for what they want, unless it's about, like, a cow or a dog or... uh, Or you have enough media coverage. Yes, correct. Correct. Or you have enough media coverage. And what happened with my case is we had great media coverage, and then we had the whole scandal at Michigan State, 
break loose, right, in the midst of all of that. And then that took over completely. Mm. Um, you know, of course, obviously, with the, the Nasser case, and it should have gotten attention that it did, but it should not have taken all the attention away from the bills that we were trying to pass also. Okay. Well, speaking of uh, coverage, um, I saw that they are going to make a movie about your life, like what's, what's happening to you. Can you tell us anything about that? So um, I was connected with producer Harley Wallen from Painted Creek Productions and um, by a mutual friend of ours who is um, Harley's contract attorney and who is just happens to be a friend of mine. And um, Netflix had actually recently approached me about a stalking series that they were doing and it was a documentary though. Mm-hmm. And so I mentioned it to Bill and Bill said, I really need you to talk to Harley and meet with him. I think he'd be really interested in telling your story at film. So we met at Starbucks and we got talking <laughs> <Obviously>. and <laughs> my story and um, it, it struck him really hard because he grew up in a household where domestic violence was occurring and it was stepfather and it was a very severe situation and he very much related to my story and um decided that he really wanted to tell it well that was guys (laughs) (laughs) sorry it's all right you're good (laughs) that um he you know really wanted to tell it but you know once i gave him the three boxes of police reports and the time like he was like oh my god like I don't know how to tell this story. He's like, we need to find a really good screenwriter. He's like, I've got three in mind. I'm going to approach them and ask them to give me their vision. He's like, the one I really want, I think is out of our price range. And his name is, you know, was Jeffrey Calhoun. I know that now. Um, but once he met with Jeffrey and Jeffrey's funny telling the story now, because he said like, as Harley is telling him the story and going on and on, he wanted to stop him. Like, two minutes in and say yes, but Harley felt like he had to like finish. <laughs> right. He also grew up in a very abusive household and his father was an attorney and then a judge and was incredibly abusive. Mm-hmm. And he uh, agreed to do the screenplay for a much reduced rate. Nice. Um, it was such a personal issue for him. And then I've read, you know, we've done a few corrections of the script, screenplay, um, you know, since I've read it, it's absolutely amazing. And now Harley started getting actors and actresses committed um, to the project, which is really exciting. So yeah. Cool. See who he's, who, who's committed to the project and they seem really, really excited about it. And um, we had our first uh, kind of investors meeting. So again, I'm learning something new about the film process. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and investors, um, but it should. The goal is to start shooting the film in August. Oh wow, wow, uh, that's super soon because it is super soon. Everything's been just like frozen since the COVID is here yeah. and nobody can gather in. Yeah. I guess, of you like know, two. they, they feel like they have, they've been finishing up a TV series and they feel like they have the whole like social distancing COVID film process down. Oh, <laughs> so they can uh, feel like they're going to be able to, to do this. Um, so without a problem. 
um, come, you know, August, September is the goal mm-hmm. um, because, you know, it's a lot easier to shoot in Michigan during that time frame because of seasons. Yes. Um, it's a lot it's, easier to create a season. It's pre-winter there, so. <laughs> yes. yes. So, um, but it is, it is really exciting. And um, I have Katie Wallen is actually going to be playing me. So I've gotten to spend a little bit of time with her. Oh. Um, but she wants to spend a lot more time with me just to kind of get to know me and my um, habits and, you know, so she can, is she's that really nervous. Really, is that weird for you? It's going to, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be, like, she's not, she said she's every character she's played has been a fictional character. Oh. So she's really nervous about playing an actual person. So, and she wants to make sure she does me justice. Um, that is so, that's so cool. She feels like she, um, wants to, you know, spend that time and, and try her best, you know, to kind of mimic how I would handle things or say things. Do things. Yeah. I'm going to need her to get your accent. Correct. Right. Me too. <laughs> Cause I enjoy it. I do too. <laughs> there, and she's, she's from Sweden. Oh, also which Sweden. Know, which <laughs> there'll be a little of that in there, right? Which you would never know now, but, um, yeah, so it'll be interesting. Oh, that makes me so happy. So now is this, it's going to be really exciting, but it'll be hard too. Oh yeah. You, um, you said that you like Netflix was brought up. Is this going to be like on Netflix or is it going to be an actual, like in theaters thing? What is this? Yeah. Where is it going to be? How can we see it? Yeah. So what will happen, um, per my understanding is that once the film is made, it'll get It'll get off. It'll get shopped. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It'll get shopped. And then, you know, just depending on who picks it up, See who's these? interested in how, you know, good of a film they think it is, it could end up. Yep. It could end up in a lot of different places. These are things that we normal people don't don't know. Yeah. We're just like, it's a movie. Well, it's going to be on like, the thing. I would not know either. Like this, <laughs> this, and like some of the people, you know, I'm meeting all these actors and actresses and people that are, that are in the, like I met a bunch of people who are in the sound industry and, and work with Eminem and uh, last week. And it's just, it's, it's so surreal um, yeah. to be learning this process. And it's kind of crazy. And part of me is like, I'm honored that they're telling my story, but then I'm also like, okay, how's, screwed up does your life have to be to be a possible like <laughs> because your life is so crazy that it's that it's a movie because right. it's so well like <laughs> on a lighter note we had we talked to um someone she wrote a book so she was on our she was on our podcast but she is an author and they took her book and they're they're making a movie of it or no a TV show a TV show yeah. of it and it's on Netflix, or it will oh. be. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't film because of the COVID stuff, so they had to stop. And I am finishing my book now. Oh, so oh cool! Like, oh, my goal is for it to be released October first. Holy crap! What is? Um, how can we get it? So it will be. Um, it'll be easy to get it. Give me, give me, through give me. Amazon. Yes. <laughs> Does it have a title yet? Um, yeah. It's going to be the same title as the movie, and that's Finding Nicole. And it's not going to be just my story. It's also going to be a guide for victims and survivors. That is amazing. 
Like you're yeah, honestly the most badass person I've ever talked to in my whole life. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Well, you're I, welcome. I, like, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I um, I, I didn't want to just tell my story. I wanted to make sure that my book could help people. Um, and so you know, like each chapter is going to have a matching research chapter. Oh, that's so. Um, I mean, that's such a great. Thing for you to do. Yeah, that's one that's got to be kind of therapeutic in a way, but also like hard, hard, but so helpful. You know, I, it's just like you've taken a truly shit situation and that continues to to be a shit situation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, yeah, again, like I just like I just I it just blows my mind what has I happened. Would go to like some days after court, and like my coworkers and I, like we're all in the field of social work, and we'd we'd sit there and after court, and we would all be like, "What just happened? <laughs> like, how is this possible? Like, like it, it was so unbelievable." Like what the actual fuck just happened? I wouldn't have believed it. <laughs> I like I, I I and and I I get why people sometimes are like oh like did that really happen or did all those things possibly happen or or was it really that serious or was it really dramatic? Like I understand I guess in some ways why people might feel that way um, because it does seem so crazy until like in in. It's and it's unfortunate when you start living your life that crazy becomes normal. Yeah. yeah. Truly. in a lot of ways, that's what has happened for me is like, I've come to ex- some, it oftentimes expect the worst in court in terms of responses. Um, and always like be shocked when something good happened, which is sad. It, it shouldn't be sad. so sad. Yeah. Do you, do you ever feel like, you're and I'm using air quotes when I say living a normal life. Like after all the crazy ass shit that has been going on, like do you ever feel like you get to be living normal? You know, I do. I mean, I do. Like I have friends that we just hang out and we just have fun and we don't. Uh, we don't talk about domestic violence. We don't talk about hits on your life any- or weird stalking situations. <laughs> like, holy shit. We just, yeah, we just are just, can just be. Um, but at the same time, I think now so much of my life has become about the book and the movie and the nonprofit um, that it does, it does come up still you know, a lot. Um, so it's always a part of my life, but at the same time, like I'm not living in fear right now mm-hmm. and whether it's naive or not, I don't know, but I choose not to live my life in fear. I know Good. that he could still be hired to hire people to kill me. I know that he probably, it's a likelihood that that's still happening. Um, but I choose not to live my life in fear because I feel like I, a life lived in fear can't be lived. You can't experience joy if you're constantly in fear. So I've just made the choice that I, I, I cannot live my life that way. Um, to 
Repeat, I think you're a wonderful person. Yes. I like you. Like, that's so amazing. I don't know. Like, I'm pretty sure I would just curl into a ball and, like, cease to exist. There, you know, and there are, I'll tell you, like, there have been days where, you know, like, I do not want to get up. I don't want to get out of bed. I just feel like, and and there are days I haven't, you know, and sometimes I feel like I just, you need, you have to do that when you're going through trauma. Like, you have to listen to your body. Yep. You have to. I mean, you deserve to have a rest where you can do what you, you feel like doing. Yeah. And you know, there are days that you just, it's what has happened is just so unbelievable. And you feel like, you know, and there's so much anger mm-hmm. all that these, the system has let you down in, in so many ways. Um, but that's, I think where boxing and kickboxing and like finding ways to release that anger becomes so, so important. Um, at least for me, like that was really huge. Um, and I have found like, if I don't release my anger, I start getting more anxious. So, um, but yeah, I, normal, I think normal is an, an interesting question because I, I don't know. Right. Normal, That's why I was using air quotes when I said yeah. normal. That's a good question. Yeah. Because like, you really haven't known normal. an actual like yeah, but, healthy normal for... For a while, but you're also not like living in a cave, just like hiding from every single thing that could possibly happen, which is amazing because that's where I I have to say that I, because it was so bad when I was living in that situation, Mm -hmm. like I have learned to appreciate every little joyful moment and then like living in the fear that he was about to get out and all that was going to be taken away from me, that that again gave me this huge appreciation to be able to appreciate being able to take a walk outside and not constantly having to look over my shoulder and being able to hang out with my friends and just be myself, um, that I appreciate all those little things because all the thing, all of those things were taken away from me for so long. Yeah. Right. And that just happened in like January, Right. Where where he um, he was up for parole or something and just like was decided to no he cannot or something like that. Um, that So he has filed appeals. Oh, yeah. All of his. um, For each county. So they charged him in three counties um, in our state for the different crimes that they charged him with. Mm -hmm. And um, all but one has been heard. Okay. And it was actually, it was actually February. Oh. And interestingly enough, it was Valentine's Day. Oh, yay. Love so romantic. Hearts. And I, and I got a text from my friend saying, I heard the great news. And you're like, and what? Like, what great news? It was my coworker, actually. And I'm, she's like, I saw on Live that your ex's um, appeal got denied. I'm like, what are you talking like, about? First of all, holy shit. Why wouldn't they tell you? Nobody First. told me. Literally looked, had to look on our on MLI, which is like in the Michigan newspaper uh-huh. site, and there it was. Like why? I like I feel like you should be the first person to know that you know. First of all, that he even put in an appeal. 
and that it was I didn't even know court happened oh, that day. Come the fuck on. See, that's okay. No one notified me that's, that the appeal was denied. Ooh. That's how I found my coworker texting me the good, that she heard the good news. I was like, that's one of those parts of the justice system that needs to be scrapped. Right. Because yeah. yeah. that actually, like, when that happened, I um, was already following you on um, Facebook. Yeah. And you made me cry because you had talked about, well, I, I cry anyway, but. Well, I cry you too, had, but, you know. <laughs> you had talked about how you you would like enough time to basically, like, get the enough initiative up and running and make a mark in the world because when he gets out, you're basically going to have to like go in hiding. And yes, like the idea, like even now I get chills to think about it because the idea of like having those thoughts, Mm -hmm. um, because, because you know that the justice system has failed you over and over and over. That's, that's just, terribly it is it is and i'll tell you the whole covid thing you know everyone's like oh don't worry don't worry but then i'm hearing about all these people being released i was actually i thought of you yeah because because they had health risks and even you know they're like oh no violent criminals are going to be let out but that wasn't true there were a lot of people who were released early who had domestic violence like, and, did you maybe uh, kind of hope he had COVID and then just like, oops, died? <laughs> well, I keep waiting for karma, <laughs> but it hasn't it hasn't arrived yet. I mean, like, uh, and, I'm, and I'm sure he's not probably the most popular person um, in prison either. No, because he's constantly asking people to get out of jail and kill people for him mm-hmm. for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what a piece of shit, first of all. Second of all, I would just, like, be like, mm, come on, COVID, because I am that person. Well, <laughs> Carly's spicy. And, and I am see, spicy, again, and it no, makes me angry, and I just, like, for you, I hope he gets COVID and dies. But because he's so good at manipulating the system, I could have seen, like, him saying, like, well, I have asthma, oh. I have risk. You know, that was my big fear. Gross. Um, I you know, and like police for for similar reasons, I, but or you know, what if a new governor gets elected and decides to redo something? What if he gets shanked in jail, <laughs> Carly? Sorry, <yeah>. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I mean, shouldn't laugh at that. So here's another, you know, another thing that's an interesting fact about like social security for my kids. Uh-huh. Oh God, and getting social security benefits. Um, before he went into prison, my kids would have gotten money all along because he wasn't found eligible until after he was incarcerated. They get nothing. What the fuck? No, I'm mad nothing. again. They get nothing. Yeah. So like, I've never gotten child support. There's no, um, Oh yeah. I don't get child support. You know, there's, there's, and, and that's, you know, another issue eventually I'd like to address through the enough initiative is kids who have incarcerated parents. You know, if your parent passes away, mm-hmm. you get condolences, you get life insurance, you get GoFundMes, you get um, people supporting you. They have your back. If your parent is incarcerated, you get shame. Lots of shame judgment. and nothing. Don't talk about it. You get zero financial support. You get nothing. Um, there aren't support groups. They're not grief groups. There's nothing for these kids who lose their parents to incarceration versus 
kids who lose their parents to death. Um, and that's a shame. Yeah. And we're just basically setting these kids I mean, up it has to- nothing to do with the child. Exactly. And they should get support anyway because their parent was an asshole. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, though, the way our system, our society mm-hmm. designed, um, those kids do not get the support. They don't get the financial assistance um, that kids who lose a parent through death versus incarceration get. You're like making me think about so many things tonight. I know. Nicole. I don't want to think about these I hope, things, Nicole. I hope people who listen also think. Um, so did you go into social work? Like, did you go to school for social work like way back when? Or was this something that like you your life kind of led you to that path of being the, the social Honestly, I, when I went into social work, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Like, um, at that time, um, you know, I know I liked helping people. I kind of, I did contemplate going into law. Um, but at that point in time, like I was much too into partying and having fun. Um, well, yeah, that I knew like, <laughs> like law school didn't sound fun. To right. Me. Freshmen don't want to go to law school. Come on. <laughs> right. So, um, I kind of, I went into social work and, um, have found my niche outside of the domestic violence world and, uh, basically working with, uh, kids with behavior and psychiatric issues. Mm-hmm. So that's my day job. I'm a clinical social worker and um, I did work for six years at a basically day treatment program school for students with severe emotional, behavioral, psychiatric issues. And now I am a consultant for the Washington Intermediate School District. So I basically travel district to district um, and uh, meet with teams in different schools when they're having behavior issues with the student that they're not quite sure um, how to handle. And so we help them like write behavior plans and kind of think from outside of the box into helping these kids before they have to go to a school like the one that I worked at previously. Um, you know, because it's very a very self-contained setting, which, you know, some kids do need it. Some kids just are way too aggressive um, and way too, uh, their, their, their emotional issues are, are, are too great for a traditional school setting to handle. And that's fine. Um, and, and they need our, the support that they get in those day treatment settings, but there's other kids that with the right supports in place can say in their, in their homeschools. And so that's what I do now is I'm a consultant. Um, and I do my best and make recommendations with my team to keep kids in their homeschool settings with the support that they need. You're a prevention kind of lady, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's prevent all of the Absolutely. awesome things. Like, let's just prevent all of them. But my goal, my, my eventual goal is to be doing the domestic violence work full time. Um, and it's no surprise to anybody that I work with. Everyone knows. <laughs> right. <this>. right. Um, <laughs> even my boss um, knows that like, and she even brought shoes over to me today for my fundraiser. She's oh, so sweet. Oh. That, you know, my eventual goal is to be doing the domestic balance work on a full-time basis um, because I really feel like that's what I need to be doing mm-hmm. um, and where I can make the biggest impact. Yeah, right. Just right. like just telling your story is a huge impact. It's, it's just, um, 
or telling like if you had helped other people tell their stories it's just Mm -hmm. I believe like all of the work that you're doing can help so many people yeah and you're right like getting other people to be able to talk about it Mm -hmm. um and I've had so many people that I had no clue what was going on reach out to me um when they're finally ready to leave Mm -hmm. and say like, I know you had no idea, but I've been watching and listening and following you all this time. Oh, that gives me chills. God, it's so sad. I'm ready. Mm. Um, like, it's such it's like a messed bit. up system where mm-hmm. where the a, a woman or, you know, anyone who's being, like, the yeah. victim of abuse, it doesn't even have to be mm-hmm. a woman, but right. that, you know, someone is being abused and they don't even think that they can talk to anyone about it or that uh, nothing's going to happen if they do because of everything that shows that going to the police or like pressing charges is just going to like do nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's just so sad that nobody can do anything about it. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, as, as we're looking at, um, changes within the police departments, you know, and a lot of with, with the Black Lives Matters protests that have been happening. And, and as we're looking at, um, hopefully looking at um, police reform, mm-hmm. yeah, look at it on a really very large scale basis and uh, <laughs> include domestic violence and rape and sexual um, assault and stalking in that reform also. Because uh, because. Be- Clearly, we need reform. Yes. Uh, and also. Yeah. Reform and maybe a complete overhaul. Yeah. But I can I only mean, cross my fingers, like, for that. Right. And, you know, police officers have the highest likelihood as an occupation of being abusive yep. um, to their partners. Yes. And that's another huge issue. Yeah. It um, really is. So many victims reach out that are spouses, girlfriends of officers, um, and they're at an even greater disadvantage. Yeah, Yeah. because what are you going to do? Go to the cops that your husband or partner work with and and hope for the best? Yep, exactly. Gross. Yeah, it's... um, Everything's uh, gross. Like... (laughs) The... The world right now is just the patriarchy. <laughs> like it's the patriarchy. Yeah. What did like like you know? Speaking of Black Lives Matter and all that stuff, like what what is your daily thinking on that? You know, raising your two boys. Like is like mm-hmm. what what goes through your mind? <laughs> right, you know? because you've had like the one cop that has helped. Paul was his name. Paul. His name was Paul. Yeah. Yes. Good memory. Um, you know, for my boys, you know, being biracial, I've always you know, talked to them and and told them that they're you know going to be treated differently by the police. You know, it's unfortunate we have to have that conversation, but um, we've or talked about profile. We've talked about. I remember when they were little, they used to love to paint their Nerf guns. Um, to make them look like, um, Don't. like yeah. assault rifle, 
they're all their friends did right. it. Right. I remember being so upset and saying like, you know, like you have to paint them bright colors. Yeah. You have to make it so that people know that they're not real because of your color of your skin. And because of the way people see you in society, unfortunately, people are going to might assume that those are real. Like you, you can't do that. Um, you know, and we've had, unfortunately, the conversations about if you get pulled over, you do everything the officer does, you, you know, we've had those conversations uh, multiple times, you know, and it's the reality of our society. They, they are treated differently. Absolutely. Um, and it shouldn't yeah, be the reality. Differently. That makes but, me, it makes me so angry. Like, Well, the problem is, is like, not everybody believes that that's a reality. Like, I, I don't think everybody understands, like, they choose to not believe that there are mothers mm-hmm. out there and fathers out there, aunts, uncles, sisters, brothers, they're all, they're, they're having the talk that you just talked about. You know, I mm-hmm. don't have to have that talk with my two sons. My talk with my two white sons is that, you know, when you're older and you have, if you have a black friend or what you like, then you need to be the support. You need to be there and understand that they're probably going to be treated differently. So don't Mm -hmm. be a jerk. Don't be a dick. Yes. Just don't don't be a dick. Like you also need to Mm -hmm. shut up, do what you're told. So it's not worse for them. You know, like have empathy. Yes. And also don't be an asshole. Yeah. You know, like it's just, just trying. Yeah. I just, I, Mm. I wish I wish we all and, believed in what a fact was, and I wish that we all believed right. in, in, in science, in, in reality. And it's really difficult, and it, it's interesting because we had a conversation here in my household with one of my friends who was here over the weekend who was telling a story, um, and she was as she was telling the story, she repeated the N-word but used the hard R. Okay. Um, and she's a white female, and my son came outside to me and was like, wow, like your friend just said N word with the hard R. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she was so, it was so hard for her to understand that wasn't okay for her to use that word. Even when she was repeating a story that someone else had said, Mm -hmm. So hard for her to wrap her brain around that the fact that it still wasn't okay for her to use that word even in that context. Right, I would just um, that we had that you know it ended up being I hope for her an enlightening conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that my son was able to like express his shock, you know that that she was so comfortable using that word even as a quote. Um, but she really struggled as a white woman understanding why it was not okay for her to say that word. There's a huge population um, in this country and the world that of people that don't understand why. You Absolutely. It's right. just, it. I don't, like, you know what I think? I think it should be enough that people are telling you it's not okay. I don't care if you agree, like. Right. Why isn't it enough? It's kind of like it, it's the whole believing thing. Why is your opinion as a white person more important than the person that that is actually this is affecting? Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I just yeah. I will never understand why it's not enough that, hey, 
when you say that word, it it hurts people. Why is that not enough? Like I don't under I also don't understand it, but and I I hate it. But like just like we went through a thing at work today and it's just like I don't know how to help, but I would like to help and I'll do what I can. Yeah. And to make changes because it's all so it just makes my brain hurt thinking about people that are so like, are they just insecure about themselves or like, what's their problem? I don't know what the problem is. Like, do they have they have zero percent empathy in their brain? I just don't understand how they can act that way. Well, and I get really like clearly I get. I get really, really, really fired up about it. Um, and Ooh, then I angry cry. That yeah. helps a lot. I have been, gosh, I've been really, <laughs> I've been tearing up a lot lately just thinking about things. Like, it's Sometimes really hard. I just but, like sit and cry at work and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, what I, what I'm, but for real, what I'm trying really hard to learn um, and like get through is that it's really not about me. It's not about my angry feelings. It's not about, or it shouldn't be anyway. Um, Mm -mm. But it is like, I have to get through those because I get real fired up. (laughs) Right. Like I get very emotional about it, but I just need to understand how to focus those emotions into helping other people. And I'm not quite Mm -hmm. sure that I know how to do that in the right way. Yeah, I guess. But I would like to be able to do it in the right way. There are a lot of like really amazing conversations happening right now, though. I hope I hope this is yeah, I just think, yeah, totally uncomfortable. Like sitting in that uncomfortableness is what Mm -hmm. I think everybody could use Um, because it's it's a real shit show. It's a shit show. And there are. Many different things to be upset about, I guess. Like, yeah, there's a lot of different things like, you know, domestic violence or rape or Black Lives Matter, because just some people are just so racist. And I just (laughs) I can't. I'm not laughing at that. I'm sorry. Like your face is what I like. I just I can't. I can't do it. And it, you know, and it all comes down to the patriarchy yep. and the patriarchy running our country Correct. the way it has for long. Correct. You know, all those things. Um, and, you know, I know I'm so excited to see so many women running for office. Me too. And, and, and women of color. Oh, God. Women of color, makes, you know, and strong women who, you know, are going to, are going to stand up and don't care if they stand out from their parties, um, which is a huge issue to me. Like, I almost wish we would just get rid of parties. Yes. At this point, I feel like they're doing more harm than good for our country when you can't really just speak up and and vote for what you truly believe in. You have to side and vote with your party. Yeah. Even if it's you don't agree with. It's not doing our country any good at this point in time. No, I agree. More independent, more independent people running. Um, for office, I think would be good because they don't, you know what I mean? What like we it's, have it's, is not working. Yeah. It's not working. It is it not does not work working. anymore. It becomes more, it's more about the politics than it is about, like, Any I mean, humans? when I, 
when I say that, it's it becomes more about the politicians than it is yeah. about the human things that they are that they should be focusing on. And it's ooh. right. There are so many things that are that have become political issues and they're not they shouldn't be like how we can't all agree that black lives matter blows my mind like it it blows my mind how we can't agree that domestic violence is an issue blows my mind like i those are human issues those should not be Mm -hmm. political issues and so much of it now is a political issue and it drives me bonkers yeah it's a moral issue Right, ready for this switch up? And do you want to be, you want to switch some stuff up? All right. I have this question for you. What do you hate about being a woman? But also, the next question is what do you love about being a woman? Mm. Oh, wow. Those are hard. (laughs) I know. Wow. Okay. Um, I would say I actually hate anything. Um, I was, <laughs> and well, I hated having periods. Right? No, they're that? the worst. Yes. <laughs> like fuck that shit forever. <laughs> until, until until I had my ablation. Um, so that I hated um, being devalued. And uh, having my opinion devalued. Yes. Being mansplained too. Ew. Amen. That's the fucking yeah. worst. Being told to smile. Ugh. Ugh. Thank you. That is <laughs> that is my life story. Ugh. Yeah, but if you wear a mask everywhere, you can just like <laughs> me say, fuck so you mad. to everyone. So mad. <laughs> my, my RBF is evened out with everybody when I'm wearing oh, yeah. a mask. It's she great. She has the best, ri- like, Resting bitch face. (laughs) And it it makes me so happy because I (laughs) see her. I I know you're not mad. And then it makes me happy because other people are like, oh, Jessica's mad right now. And I'm like, no, she's not. Nope. (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) I'm a very happy person. Right. (laughs) Be nice to me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's the people. Yeah. People being told, like, you look, why you look so mean. Why are you so mean? Because I am. <laughs> because I fucking hate you, and I want you out of my face. That's why. Right. Uh, exactly. If you're going to be an yes. asshole, I'll be an asshole, too. <laughs> but what do you love? So, um, what do I love? I would say, um, I mean, there's so many things that I love. Um, I mean, I love being independent. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I couldn't be there as a man, I guess, though. Um, I love being strong and be, being able to express my opinion and not care what anyone else thinks. But I don't know if it's a woman thing or just a me thing. Um, Say both. I mean, it can be both. It can be both. I mean, obviously. <laughs> um, it is so interesting now that gender has is shifted so much too. Yeah. I know. Like. What I mean, like, in ter- like it's it's this is a much harder question to answer because uh-huh. I was gonna say like in in terms of like wearing different things or but now the the whole gender and the pronouns shifting and um it's it's a much 
harder question to answer, which I guess is a good thing. Mm-hmm. One positive that's changed in our society, right? Yeah. In terms of becoming more accepting. I mean, and fingers are- crossed because, right, you know, right. some people don't want that to happen, but I like to True. pretend that it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I feel... I feel like, you know, at least here in this, in this neck of the woods, like I, we, I, like almost everybody that I know, like on their emails now has their pronouns listed. Yes. That's cool. Um, which, you know, is pretty interesting. I think it like, it's much more accepted now, like even in our schools for, for our young people. That is so awesome. (laughs) Um, so at least I feel like we're, we are making some progress in that area. Um, which is great. It really is. Um, for all the shitty things we've right, <laughs> like well, that's like I know we've talked about Carly and I have talked about because you know obviously our podcast is talk like a lady, and you know I know we were like God, is that is that bad? But like for us, like it it was kind of a thing. Like if you've ever been told to be more ladylike, to talk like a lady, Mm -hmm. don't do this, don't do that. And I think that there are so many, you know, people in every gender spectrum. Right. (laughs) It's more mm -hmm. of a fuck you. Like, I'll talk however I want. Yes. So it was like, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, there's so many people in the the whole thing that has been told to be a certain way. And that's, you know, so it's like, I like that, that you're seeing that. I do not see that very often in emails or anything. So, but, um, I don't know. I'm on Twitter a lot. Yes. On a lot of like my friends, people I'm friends with on Twitter, where it's more like free flowing and like their bios will say, yeah, she, her, or they, them, or yeah. you know, whatever they want, mm-hmm. and it makes me feel happy. happy. <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel happy about it that uh, people can say what what they want. Yeah, so that kind of thing makes me very happy. Um, are you good at at taking compliments? You know, that's a great question. I I think I've <laughs> changed with that like I value more now compliments about my intelligence compliments about my strength my courage I much less value compliments about my appearance yeah um so like when someone compliments my appearance it's I mean, I, I, I accept it. I say thank you, but it's like kind of brushed off more. It's much more meaningful to me when someone compliments me on something I've actually accomplished yeah. as a person or something about my intelligence or personality that they admire. Um, so I would, I would, I guess I would answer it in that way. Um, and I mean, I think compliments about appearance would used to be much more important to me. And I think that was, again, before I did that self-work yeah. mm-hmm. and learned um, to value myself. Um, so the opinion of other people about my outward appearance was much more important to me then yeah. um, than it is now. 
So I value, like, I don't even, like, when guys compliment me on that stuff, it's kind of like, like, yeah. Yeah. try something, you know what I mean? Like, like go mm, a different route. Yeah. 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 So I want you to give yourself a compliment then. Mm, um, <laughs> so I would say, and especially like I, this past two weeks, I was doing a lot of self-criticizing because as mo- many of us have like gained a lot of weight during COVID. And so many, I've just eaten of- all the things in my whole house. <laughs> yeah. Like I was sitting in front, literally like in front of the computer on zoom every day, every day. Yeah. Like, we and I didn't move. I ate, and so like I was being so hard on myself because I wasn't fitting into the clothes I wanted to wear. And like so, I finally had to give myself a compliment and be like, "Look, you are kicking ass in so many other arenas right now. Like you are parenting, you are uh, doing great work with this nonprofit in the midst of COVID. Like yeah. you're still right. raising, money, still, getting, still getting stuff done. You're still getting the word out." Um, you got a great review at work. Um, like knock it off. Yeah. Like you have to stop self-criticizing yourself, um, because you can't fit into the clothes you want to right now and then get your act together if you want to. And so I ordered some new workout shoes and they'll arrive tomorrow and I'm going to get my act together because I know that I feel better when I'm strong Mm -hmm. and I strong physically right now and I need to. Um, so the compliment I would give to myself right now is for recognizing that. Yeah. And instead of getting stuck in that cycle of negativity and self-pity, I pulled myself out and instead I'm doing self something about it. Yay. Good for you. Like I can't even do that. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm gonna <laughs> sit on the couch. You can do, you can do it. it. I'm gonna eat Pop Tarts. Like <laughs> things I say to myself. I do. You can do it. I got I some really cute purple monkeys too. I'm really excited about them. <laughs> I actually have started back running during this only good for you. Because she's like, she's like, oh, it's like four in the afternoon, and she's like, I'm running, and I'm like, it's the hottest part of the day. What are you doing? <laughs> well, <laughs> it is 97 degrees out. I, it's helping me stay sane. I hate running, but I know like it gives me a little time away from being a parent. <laughs> it gives me, right. it gives me that a little bit of me time that I need, but it's use it's like getting that, that energy out and it's helping me stay sane because my children never shut up. No, they just don't stop. <laughs> so. Yeah, it is. It is it to me too huge yeah. to have that time for yourself, and it's also like such a good emotional yes. release. release too. Because it's, I mean, like if if this world, <laughs> our world right now, just like you were saying, like even not even just the idea of just sitting in front of a computer all day, which I do anyway, but like sitting in front of the Zoom camera which is the least flattering thing ever. Um, You've got that. You've got the anxiety of our world is so different. I don't, you know, there are millions of parents that aren't getting a break that we're used to getting. Uh, I mean, there's like so many things. So I just like that release of, it's just helping me not be an incredibly anxious person. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. It's, oof, oof. 
That would but not I'm proud make of, me. Good job, Nicole. I'm proud I mean, of you for, for you. recognizing that, though. And not being too Thank hard you. on yourself. Yeah, because I, I, like, recognized that I, I really was. And I was, like, getting too down on myself. And I'm like, You're, it's not doing yourself any no. good whatsoever. No. All right. I have a good one. Uh, what do you do for fun? Um, so I, I have a group of friends that I love to hang out with. They are absolutely hilarious. Um, and even with COVID, so like when we were like on those strict restrictions, we would get on, um, Zoom and play like, uh, Cars Against Humanity. Um, We've been doing that as well. It's, it's, yes, it's, it's just fun. Um, I don't take life too seriously. I don't take myself too seriously. I love to laugh. I'm, I do have a morbid sense of humor. <laughs> Hi, um, my name's Carly. Sense Here of I humor. am. I sometimes make people feel a little awkward and uncomfortable with my sense of humor, which I'm totally. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is us. Like I'm <laughs> totally okay. I'm with. drinking out of a, a, my favorite murder cup and it, you know, oh, just says okay. like fuck all over it. Okay. You yes. know, it's just like whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Yes. yes. See, I think it's part of those like have, having a funeral home family for me. Right. Um, <laughs> oh so, shit. Yeah. We didn't even touch on that. Nope. Yeah. Were you like, another time? Did you grow um, up like Veda? <laughs> Were you scared? <laughs> yeah. You know, the only time I was scared was when like my sister and my cousins who were all older would like do stuff. Like they'd send me down into the like basement to get something yep. and then do like someone would be hiding down there to scare me oh that's oh, awful man that's they're so dicks. mean <laughs> oh yeah they were so that's mean. so <laughs> traumatic <laughs> like oh <laughs> okay continue i'm sorry that was just <laughs> no that's okay um but you know i think i just i try to have fun everywhere yeah. i try to take life too seriously um which probably drives my kids crazy especially my youngest son who's very serious <laughs> um but, you know, I, I love my friend group. I value them, appreciate them. Um, so I try to spend, you know, time with them and make right. sure um, that I that I do things that I enjoy. Good for you. I mean, it's best for your own mental health. Absolutely. Um, what is the best advice that you've ever been told? Mm. I would say to uh, the best advice I've ever been told would be to not make a permanent decision based on a temporary situation. Ooh, I like that. Um, Meaning, you know, and I think it applies a lot for people, especially contemplating harming themselves. Yes. Um, to not make a permanent decision about ending their life um, or cutting somebody off um, on a situation that's temporary and and that's going to pass. So I would say that that's probably the best life advice I've ever been given. That is really, really, really good advice. Like like something I want to tell my my boys someday. That's really... That's a good way to think yeah, about it. Yeah, it's deep. And, you know, I, you know, I do have a family history of suicide. Um, it's uh, at all on my mom's side and they're all men. Oh. Um, but it is a pretty, um, 
There's been four. Wow. Holy shit. Uh, I mean, it's, it's been over the course of my lifetime, which I'm 47, but still that's a lot. But is there a history of depression as well? Or maybe undocumented depression? I would say undocumented. I would say undocumented. Yes. And that's why they've all been pretty, um, you know, if there are people who are in and out of the hospital, it would be less surprising. Right. If there are people who are in and out of psychiatric treatment, it would be less surprising. But that's not been the case. Mm-hmm. My family um, history. It's been people who we have It's been shocking in pretty much every uh, case. Yeah. Ugh. Yikes. Uh. Okay, so can I tell yeah. you that you you are literally the most badass person that I've ever talked to? <laughs> like, that's okay to say, right? <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Yes. This really, like, I feel like, like um, you've really made me, because I, I feel like I have a very open mind, but I feel like you've made me think of things in a different way. Yeah. Um, which, you know, was part of our ultimate goal with this, was to just get, to talk to really to fantastic to, women yeah. and like hear their stories and right. other people hear them and like maybe mm-hmm. just start to think about things um, in a very different way. And I, I appreciate it. This has been wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking with us tonight. And thank uh, you guys for having me on. It was yeah. great. We, we love it so much. Um, okay. So, I'm going to throw this out. We are at, like, on Twitter and Instagram, we're at T-L-A-L podcast or uh, email at T-L-A-L-P-cast at Gmail if anyone wants to write in and tell us about anything. If they want to anonymously tell us about a domestic violence situation or a me too situation we would love to hear about it and we can do it without naming anyone there's links on our social media nicole what's um what's the social media stuff or website and all that for the enough initiative Okay, so um, on Facebook, we are the Enough Initiative, um, so we're pretty easy to find on there. Our website is www.the-enoughinitiative.com, and our um, email is, uh, I don't like it, sorry everyone, it's so long, <laughs> but it is the Enough Initiative DV at Gmail. Dot com right. the enough initiative dv at gmail.com okay. um, but people are welcome to also um you know message me on the enough initiative page on my own personal page nicole beverly and then you now also have the finding nicole yes. Oh, nice. yes um is up and running for the movie and the book and people can message me there as well. A lot of people find me there after watching the episode of Inside Evil with Chris Cuomo, yeah. which I guess they've been re-airing it a lot lately. COVID. Because I've had people, <laughs> people message me over like the past month that they've just seen it. So they must really be re-airing it. And I'm thinking it's because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And recognizing that a lot of people are home now and it would be a great opportunity for them to... Uh, 
to see it. Um, if they're, you know, trapped at home with their abusers or because I don't think they're re-airing all of that series, mm-hmm. um, the, the five part, se- six part series, I think that I was a part of, and I don't think they're re-airing all of them. Um, so I feel like it's strategic on their part to, um, hit the DV yeah. information good. Good for, um, them. for people which, <laughs> right now, which is, which right. is really, which is really good. And I'm, I'm happy that they're doing that. And w- we will link all of your stuff in the notes for, uh, Spotify and Apple podcasts yeah. and everywhere we post it, we'll, we'll put your links in there so everyone can find you. Okay. And I will, um, I'll send you our, our Twitter and, yeah. um, IG is just a, is just the enough initiative too. Perfect. And IG, and then um, so I can send you guys all that. Yeah, too. we'll link yeah. it all. Yeah, so. we'll do it all. Awesome. You don't even have to send it. We'll yeah, search. we'll just find it. Oh, okay. yeah, I think I already have all of it. Okay. Actually. Yeah, don't worry about it. We've got it. Yeah. You're good. We're we're following okay. you everywhere. Awesome. It's fine. We're just gonna like <laughs> politely stalk you in a not <laughs> shitty way. <laughs> And I will say, like, I always, I, it might take me a few days, just depending on what's going well, yeah. on in my life. I always respond to people's questions or concern. You know, anyone that messages me, I do respond to them. Um, it just might take me a little bit of time, uh, depending on, you know, how crazy things are in life or with the nonprofit. Right. Um, I always respond. Right. Yeah. Well. Well, thank you so much for Yeah, thank you, on. Nicole, for coming to talk to us. Thank You're you for amazing. <laughs> so, thank you. And you guys, you guys had some great questions that were, you know, pretty deep and made me think. So I like that. I appreciate <laughs> well, that. Well, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> so, here's to ladies. Let's start listening to what they have to say. <laughs>